Hello and welcome to Meanwhile in the Falcons, a podcast from FITV. It's podcast 141. Woo! Woo! Um, I'm joined with... Johnny. And, and Oliver. And the podcast, just to let you all know, the listeners, how much of a good start this podcast got off to, Johnny did a sound check and had forgot to even put his microphone on. He was like, why don't, why do I sound quite quiet? And he'd left his microphone on the table, yeah. so. I did sound a bit distant, but I'm hopefully sounding a little bit clearer now. So hopefully we're all okay and we've all got our mics on, so this might go quite smoothly, we hope. <laughs> but it's been a very busy week here in the Falklands because this week has been Farmers Week, so... That's where the Rural Business Association hosts in the town hall all week long a load of talks and smokos and events for all the farmers to attend. So everyone comes into camp for the week, comes in from camp for the week, and um, yeah, just gets a bit of an update about things that are happening in the Falklands. Mm. But it's for all of us. It's our first Farmers Week. So how have you guys found it? Yeah, really interesting. I, the talks that I've been to have been definitely well attended and really informative i think because there was a break from last year because of covid so i think there were some um, digital updates they gave but it, it was not really the same as actually yeah, getting everyone in one room and being able to talk to everyone so and i've met met a lot of different and new people because you've seen faces that these people are, are living out in camp for the majority of the year so um but yeah really productive i think what about you ali yeah, I thought it was great. Um, they had the smoko, the food, uh, also as well, which is good. Mention the food first. Yeah, right. Nice little, <laughs> but it's nice because, like I say, sometimes when we try and do stories out in camp, you're always on the phone um, to try and get in contact with someone. Whereas here, everyone's all in the same spot, so you can actually speak to people about what's going on in camp and find a few extra stories and, and nuggets of information. Um, and just, just it's a nice opportunity for people to, well, to see what's going on in, in camp life. Uh, one thing that we did do was the fire service. So we went up there and they were doing fire training, which mm. was quite interesting. Um, so we had a look at the new new fire portable fire engine, as they call it. So where was that? That was at the airport? The airport, yeah. So basically people come down from camp and they all do training. Uh, so if there is a problem with fire gas, they know how to respond properly, which is good. Um, that, that was kind of an in, impromptu. You didn't quite realise you were going to no. the fire <laughs> training, did you, Ollie? No, it was one of those where I was doing an interview with Troy Bowles, the chief pilot, to manage to talk about the impact of TRIP, which is like the to encourage domestic tourism on fire gas. Uh, and they, it's their busiest flights on record. And then when we got there, I was like, ah, oh, okay, this is doing a bit of training. Can we film a bit of this then? Um, and hopefully we're going to do a piece next week about it. But yeah, uh, so we just ended up doing a bit of, bit of filming on that. So that was quite cool. So yeah. is that because, obviously, I'm guessing... When the when the fire gas does land, because I haven't been on the fire gas yet, sure. um, there are a limited amount of people who are on that airstrip. So if there was a, an issue or a problem to do with fire, the, the way you go to think of it, so fire gas, it, you know, when you land, there's 31 airstrips, and it's not like an airport where you've got duty free and all this kind of stuff. No, it's basically the best way I can describe it is it's basically a little shed, uh, and inside <laughs> it there's like a portable fire engine that. The, uh, the landowner connects his or her Land Rover or whatever or car to it. And then that's basically the fire safety uh, for fire gas. So when fire gas land and fly, uh, and fly um, yeah, that's, that's their only way of safety, really. So they have to be trained once a year uh, to make sure that everything's all good. But unfortunately, there's been no, no issues so far, but still, you still need to be trained. 
and how to do it, how to use it effectively. As in everyone who flies has to be trained? No, or? no, every, all the landowners, all okay. the people that, uh, that have their uh, land strips. On right. Yeah, it's people that will be going out to meet the planes. So yep. every time a gas plane lands, there's always someone there to meet the plane yep. because they're sat there watching and when they take off as well, they have to sit and wait for it to take off just in case there is something. Ah, I see. So, That's yeah. Interesting. But so, yeah, well, I'm sure you'll experience fire gas soon, yep. uh, which should be good. But yeah, it's a, it's, it's a good, it's a very essential service because it doesn't just do passengers, it transports mail, freight, freight, uh, and different kind of... Freight. <laughs> it's going to bring a freight to you all. Yep. Yeah, but it's, it's a very essential service. And, it's and even with, with the election coming up as well, I've, I've, I've seen things in the past, from past years, mm. where fire gas is so important for people getting the, the ballots over oh, yeah. um, for counting. So like, it's, it's, not, it's an essential part of actually exactly, the yeah. dem democratic process of... Mm. And obviously, with the election coming up later this year, it's what November time the election's going to be. So yeah. that'll be, I think, really interesting to do. Mm. Definitely. So. I mean, none of us have been here for an election. Even Hannah, she hadn't. No, been, she hasn't seen an election. So. Yeah. Be so. <laughs> that'd be great. Yeah. Make up as we go along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, other news this week. Very exciting news, I think, is um, the Fortlands Maritime. Heritage Trust have said that they're going to organise and fund a new expedition to find Ernest Shackleton's lost ship. Mm. So for all those who, well, if you don't know anything about Ernest Shackleton, he um, went and obviously explored the Antarctic and his ship got, the Endurance, got stuck in the Weddell Sea mm. in 1915 and it was sort of adrift in the sea ice for about 10 months before the pressure of it just crushed the ship and it sank and then when everyone all of his men they all survived this, one of like, the this most amazing survival stories isn't it yeah like, yeah so then the they made their escape like with, on foot and with lifeboats and that's why it's sort of so heroic um but the exact position of the ship is known because mm. it was all recorded at the time but because of the thick sea ice it's so difficult to get to so i think there was an expedition um in 2019 that went try and find his ship and they had to um, call off the mission because they, they couldn't get to it because of the sea ice. So hopefully it's going to launch in 2022, start of the year, and hopefully they actually manage to find the ship. Mm. And is it, some similar people are involved to that original ship-finding mission, isn't it? But they've just changed a few different things. And yeah, so I think Mensum Bound was one of the people on the expedition in 2019. He's from the Falklands originally. Um, and he'll be on this expedition again. Um, so hopefully they'll sort of be able to take what they learned from the last mission and actually achieve it this time, which I think will be super exciting. Yeah, because I saw that they've just updated a bit of the technology yeah. and equipment that they're going to be using. So hopefully yeah, that new might tech, be... and it's it's not like it's not going to damage the ships or anything because mm. it's sort of all protected areas. And hopefully they'll recover things like the diary of the ship. Well, what they'll find. But I remember speaking to Menson actually. He's, he's really really passionate about this project because I don't know if you know, but Menson found the Scharnhorst, which was the battle cruiser for in 1914 when it was sank. Oh wow! At the Battle of the Falcons, and he's found so many things. Around, remember having a drive with him. Uh, we were doing a project filming, driving her back, and he was saying that he was so passionate to find the Shackleton, um, well, only Shackleton ship, and the fact that COVID kind of ummed and ah his kind of project, and then now hope now finally it's it's in the pipeline, which is great. Um, it's great to see. Obviously, he's really passionate about it, so hopefully they do find it, which is great. So obviously, if you need a ship being found, Menson's your guy. So yeah, hopefully they'll, they may stop off in the Falklands. Who knows? I think they're planning to launch from South America, uh, South Africa. Okay. Um, 
but maybe if they stop off in the Fortlands, we can ask them about it. Grab, um, grab him and, uh, and see what he's saying. Yeah, let's see if we can all get on a mission to find a ship, eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so also more exciting things that are happening is it was in the show, was it last week or the week before, that um, the Island Games are taking place virtually in the form of an island run, which people can do virtually mm. um, on this app. Everyone does a 5K run and there's obviously awards for um, the island or the participant who's got the fastest time, but also for the island that has the most participants. Mm. And I believe that Fix are going to try and get the Forum's participation medal up this afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I think so. The plan is for... I've, I've only heard... Well, I've heard through you, Ollie, mm. 250 so, students plus potentially some teachers are going to be doing, doing this 5K run all at the same time. Yes, yeah, so it's quite interesting. At the moment, there's about 569 people that have participated worldwide. Okay. So exactly what you mentioned with Fix, they're doing 250. So that's nearly half of all the participants of the wow. entire thing. So this might be the biggest um, chance for us. But yeah, that should be really exciting. Uh, and the prince, the vice principal is really excited to, yeah. to put, push it through. And the sun, as we're speaking, is just coming out because it's been a bit of a, a grey, miserable day, mm. hasn't it, all, all morning? Yeah, yeah, it's chucking it down with rain first thing. So sort of saying to you, Johnny, it's up to you if you want to go and get <laughs> get rained on filming yeah. this run. But it's um, it looks like it's sunny now, so hopefully it will go ahead. Yeah, ho hopefully. I mean, I know that it's going to be there's going to be a few runners, a few walkers, mm. um, depending on abilities and stuff like that. But it, it'd just be good to see. And, and if the Falcons could boost their participation, then we said, I think we said it last week, but could potentially mm. do, do bits in the Island Games. Well, exactly. I mean, and it's a good opportunity for people to be part of the island games even though it's been cancelled and postponed so have you seen who's got the top time at the moment because at the start it's, of the week it was there was some it has changed today but obviously next week we'll know the winner won't we but mm. yeah it has changed but like i say the final day is today which is friday at the day of recording have oh we, yeah so if you're in the fortunes listening to this and it's still the 9th of july <laughs> go out there and run a 5k have you guys done it yet no, I, I'm I've, going to. I've been washing my hair, unfortunately. It's been been a bit busy. All right. <laughs> no, yeah. I've been trying to find the time to, but I, I was going to go the other night and go do it up and down on Surf Bay, but it was too dark by the time I got home, Okay. which was a shame. Have you done it yet, Johnny? No, but I think I might do it after work. Yeah. Today. I feel like it'd be quite nice, actually. It's got an FIT being group run. Yeah, potentially, <laughs> if you can catch me. Um, <laughs> and then the final piece of exciting sporting news is I'll let you boys talk about it. I'm going to not say anything for the next few minutes, just turn off my microphone. <laughs> Don't sound too excited, but obviously the football. <laughs> semi-final, massive semi-final win Denmark on Wednesday. Yep, so first time England have qualified for their European final uh, since well forever isn't it yeah they never never got to the final before obviously we won the World Cup but never been to the Euro final so so that's going to be good uh, going to be watching that on Sunday it's going to be a great great time we're going to the I Italy as well did a little statistic we haven't beaten them in a competitive fixture since 1997 so that's all time to change so where we'll are you getting all these stats from on <laughs> you're absolutely stat man but also but on a more local level that we have had a bit of a this week me and Johnny are playing for different teams in the Stanley Services Indoor Football League. And how did your result go, Johnny? Oh, no. <laughs> not, as good, not as good this week. We, we lost 4-3. Um, that was last night. 4-3. We didn't, we didn't play well, if I'm honest. We were carried by our 
our amazing captain who scored all three of our goals. But apart from that, it was a little bit, a little bit dodgy. I think half the team was still slightly recovering from the England win the night before. Too much apple juice. So it was a little bit, a little bit rusty at the start. But it's one of them. You play, you play a lot of games, don't you, in this league? So you, you can't be expected to win them all. But I did take a bit of a tumble as well. So <laughs> my, my arm is a little bit sore today. Because that flooring is absolutely solid. But you got tackled by the taekwondo instructor, so anyone to get tackled by. <laughs> yeah, Big Brian. He was he's he's a bit of a beast, and he I mean he tackled me to the floor. I got the foul, and then there was no mercy. I think a minute later I was getting shoved around by him again. But fair play, Brian. You did me this time. <laughs> <laughs> Next time. But on 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 another note as well is. You're also favourite, aren't you? For a no, 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 apparently no, no, no. so I hear. No, no but, but you've been starting uh, a another league, haven't you? For the first. Uh, well, yeah, we so the squash league. So I play a bit of squash um, in the ledge centre as well, and it's not the first time they've done a league. And I think that Clovis, the guy who's organised it, said that they've done it. I mean, a few years ago, but it, it just comes in in drips and drabs with how many people are interested. Yeah. But at the moment, there's loads of people who are keen to play squash, which is really cool. So. We've got a, we have weekly games now, um, and then tonight also we we train on a Friday. But yeah, so I won, won my first won my first game of the league, which is good. That's good. So, so got another twelve to go, I think it is. <laughs> oh, nice. But maybe you guys, if I'm if I'm in the in contention by the end of end of the year, you can come down and cheer me on for the final. See, so we got a GoPro on your head. See, we. Yeah, I was thinking we could actually put a GoPro because you always say that squash is impossible to film. It's very difficult to film because obviously you're just in that little room and all yeah, you've got is a viewing window. You've only got a little viewing window, but if I if you put a, a GoPro mm. sort of on the wall so you can see it's basically facing towards yeah. the players, that's another way because I I, I can tell you like you would never you would never hit it because mm. you don't go too close to the front mm. like all the time and you if you was if it was in the middle unless someone's hit like a really bad shot. Mm then you're not going to hit the floor. Um, so we could yeah, it's potentially potential. do that. But it, uh, squash players, let us know where your recommendations for putting a GoPro are. Yeah, or obviously on, on, <laughs> on, on, the on the player as well. Put it on the squash ball, that is not, see what happens. <laughs> don't think that would work. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, so that's all. Very very sporty week, I feel like. Next week, not so much sports. Um, we've got the Tourism Awards, though, at GHR. Yep. That would be fun to go to. Um, obviously, it's sort of celebrating who at the end of the tourism season sort of who's who's got the good accommodation and um be food to see. So. obviously tourism's been heavily affected this year hasn't it so mm -hmm. but also yeah. a lot more local people yeah. access well yeah it, so it'd so. be more like i think local people voting this year and mm -hmm. deciding who who they want to win the award so that's super exciting yeah but paula finally leaves the islands tomorrow if i know the plane's not delayed again so that's that'll be very very odd Ten emotional. years, it's, it's, yeah, ten years of her being here, and now she's ready to do good creative writing in the UK. So that should be good. Fingers mm. crossed for her. And good luck. Yeah, well, I think with Paula departing the islands, I think that brings us to the end of our podcast. Yeah, that should be fine. That's nice thought. and poetic for you there, Paula. I hope you're listening. Um, so yeah, if you want to watch along with the show, it's week five four one. Um, you can go to fitv.co.fk. It's six pounds a month or sixty pounds a year, and it's pretty easy to sign up. But if you've got any issues, you just email station manager at fitv.co.fk. And if you're in the Falklands, you can watch on KTV. So yeah, go watch watch FITV, listen to our other podcast, the FITV's News Roundup, and we will see you next week. Brilliant. Bye. See you later.